Excuse me. Uh, I think I have a problem. Let me guess. You're lost. Uh, yeah, I, I, I seem to have dislocated myself. <laughs> <laughs> You've dislocated yourself? <gasps> oh, geez, it must have been awfully painful. This was not the right word? <laughs> Medics, quick. We've got a dislocated Olaf. Stop! Oh, well. If you can't mangle your new language, what can you mangle? It doesn't matter where you are. When Nickelodeon land, you are better off by far. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. Hi, it's Candace. And this is episode 51. Mm-hmm. We're talking 15, <laughs> the dislocated Swede. Oh, I just realized that maybe we're talking about the show 15, because uh-huh. it's one five, and this is episode 5-1. Yes, you are correct. Oh. <laughs> I remember being very... I, I think um, we did episode 15, I didn't realize until episode 17 or something that we had totally missed the opportunity. Oh. And I've been upset ever since. <laughs> well, this is kind of a good save. Yeah. I've really been looking forward to this episode. <laughs> I just, I didn't see that little nugget on the invite. Oh, uh, yeah. Here today. We don't, we forget to put trivia on our invites. <laughs> uh, so, um, what's the episode name? The Dislocated Swede. It has to be one of the strangest episode names we've discussed. Yes. Uh, it, I mean, I definitely know what they're talking about, but <laughs> it's like one little kind of detail yes. of the episode. Yeah, it was the uh, clip we heard at the start of the show where he mis... I guess he's supposed to be foreign, yeah. <laughs> even though he has a stronger you know, American oh. accent than I do. <laughs> Should we go fully into this now, or is there like another segment? Well... It's, it is infuriating. <laughs> I, I, I hate to start off too strong. Go ahead. So stop me. Go ahead. I set a stopwatch for the amount of time that the quote Olaf. Swede unquote uh, is on the screen. Uh-huh. Uh. It's like two minutes and nine seconds. <laughs> okay. And But the it, it's not the point of the episode. Why did they name yeah. it? I, well, that joke is just so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of five jokes in the series. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I guess we'll talk a little more about it, but he definitely, he'll become a reoccurring character. He's not yeah. like a one-off guy. That, so makes, this... that makes this even stranger. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is his introduction, and it's like, he's just there. Yeah. Suddenly. Yeah. Oh, hey, Olaf. But they they seem very familiar with him. I, we're we're jumping into the episode, but <laughs> with this other character that only is related to him and has no other part of the show. Yeah, Cindy, well... <laughs> who might be my favorite character on the show. Okay, hold on. All right, so you might remember Candace. She was with us for a Year in Review 1991, which is one of our has been one of our more popular episodes. And I, I'll credit to credit to you. <laughs> oh, please don't. People pe- people heard that there was a um. Wild Horses. What was that movie called? Uh, yeah. <laughs> something about Wild Horses. Breaking. Wild Hearts can't be broken. Uh, now, oh, yeah. now I feel like you've tricked me into mentioning that twice. And it's going to be like my thing. 
No, no, no. Whereas Melissa has like a cool tagline, I have like this stupid movie reference that nobody gets. Yeah, it's Melissa with blowholes and you with uh, Wild Hearts. Perfect. It just happens. There's no planning. Yeah. This is the true me. (laughs) And you you also called for um, Nick at Night, but... uh, I, I think uh, 15, it just seems like this is a real fit. <laughs> I, th- I think you have what it takes to bring the heat. <laughs> uh, before we do that, we love hearing from you guys. Uh, so a couple people have written to us. You want to check those out? Sure. Uh, this one's from Ethan. He wrote to us about the animated versus live action episode. Uh, he says, just listen to the animated versus live action episode. Great episode. While I do love Nick's animated shows in the 90s, I was always more of a live action fan. And honestly, I probably found the cartoons consistently funnier as a whole, but they couldn't compare with the reliability of the live action shows. Even the lower end live action shows like Hey Dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying it's still good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're fun to watch just for the sake of watching kids like me go about their lives. I was able to imagine myself going to Camp Anawana or Bar Nun Ranch or hanging out with Alfie and Dee Dee. It also helped that the settings in the shows were real. It wasn't hard to buy into this world that was created because we could actually see that it existed. Shows with real people in real situations just spoke to me more and truly affected my development as a person. My favorite cartoon growing up was Rugrats, but my awareness of its animated nature kept it from reaching that same level. I will always have a place in my heart for the cartoons I grew up loving and still love, but there was nothing like being able to turn on Nick in the afternoon and hang out, quote, with Pete and Pete for a half hour, and there was nothing like feeling like I was a member of the Midnight Society. Congrats on hitting the 50-episode milestone. Thank you guys for all the for all that you do. Keep up the amazing work. Can't wait for the next 50. Hmm. <laughs> Put the pressure on. Yeah. Well, nice letter, Ethan. Yeah, he just made a more convincing argument for live action than I did in an hour. <laughs> um... Oh, a letter from Maggie. Dear Uncle Raymond and Mother. Stellar work on your writing episode episode. It was a blast to listen to and a true labor of 90s Nick love. All three were great and I thought it would be fun to send in my thoughts on them. First, Kel Kimball's day off. As Andrew told this story, I truly pictured it in my head. It was like Pete and Pete's sick day meets Keenan and Kel. Loved it. What a surprise, they never actually made an episode like it. Kel and Roger humor is my favorite, and Andrew gave plenty of it. Next, the beat of a different drum. I loved how Bobby used personal experience to create this one. He really had the Keenan and Kel spirit with him, and it's always awesome to hear his enthusiasm about the show. (laughs) Nice curtain scene, too. He's definitely one of my top BOC guests. Good job, Bobby. (laughs) Next, the talent show. This is exactly how I would have approached the writing episode. Joey came prepared, and it was almost like hearing a script they actually used. It had a hilarious montage, and Chris was played to perfection. I count the episodes you guys created as fan fiction, and I know from experience how hard it is to write for another person's creation. Cheers for you all. I would love to hear more write-in episodes, and I would like to suggest you guys make one based on the mystery files of Shelby Lee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yes, I oh would say gosh. that. She says, now that would be a challenge. <laughs> wow. 
Hope you all have an orange soda filled day. And Joey, would you pretty please give me an air horn? Oh yeah, hope you appreciated that air horn, Maggie. <laughs> we appreciate the letter. Very nice to hear yeah. from you. Uh, it was a lot of fun to debate it. Yes. Um, the controversial decision. <laughs> a lot of animated fans out there. Uh, and that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. The um, tension is palpable. <laughs> Um, so today we're talking, as Andrew said, about 15, The Dislocated Swede, which aired on Friday, February 17th, mm-hmm. 1991. That's season one, episode three. Uh, and as always, we like to take a look back at that moment in history. So let's take a look back at February of 1991. You ready? Yay. Uh, first, John Grisham publishes The Firm, which people seem oh. to enjoy. Oh. <laughs> I've never read it, but uh, it seems popular. Uh, the U.S. U.S. postage is raised from twenty-five cents to twenty-nine cents. Oh, remember that's... life before the forever stamp? Yeah, that's got to be like uh, the biggest jump in, uh, like percentage-wise ever. Yeah, four cents is <laughs> steep. Uh, Pete Rose is barred from the Baseball Hall of Fame, Cincinnati Reds legend. Oh no! Yeah, and still what, barred. What was the? issue uh gambling gambling on his own mm-hmm. sport hmm. yeah like against his team or um i think i think in games he was playing in uh-huh. yeah, yeah which is a problem seems yeah. like you should be able to bet on yourself though I mean, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but if you're not betting on yourself then, that then, then it's a real question <laughs> yeah, yeah uh Al- i like your confidence though <laughs> Alex Trebek becomes the first person to host three American game shows at the same time, hosting Jeopardy, Classic Concentration, and To Tell the Truth. Hmm. I don't remember any of those no, except no. for Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, Michigan, a Michigan court bars Dr. Jack Kevorkian from assisting in suicides. Hmm. I remember that making a lot of news in the 90s. Dr. Yeah. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> um, North North and South Korea form a joint team for a table tennis competition that month. Huh, it seems wow. it seems like for all uh, of all things for North and South Korea to unite on table yeah. tennis. <laughs> That's what it took. Yeah. Um, the Silence of the Lambs film, based on the book by Thomas Harris, directed by uh, Jonathan Demme and starring Jodie Foster. And Anthony Hopkins is released and would win a Oscar the following year. Uh, I read that last year, actually, and it was great. Yeah. Yeah. But he is, interestingly, only written the three or four Silence of the Lambs books and one other book, and that's it. Hmm. Just totally disconnected from that universe? (laughs) Um, I think... I'm not even. I don't even think he wanted to write the last one or two, but Mm. he did it because they didn't. He didn't want them making up a story for the movie. Gotcha. So he wanted to be able to do it himself. <laughs> Clever. Yeah, that's good. Huh. Um, U.S. President George H.W. Bush gives Iraq a 24-hour deadline to withdraw from Kuwait or face a ground war. Hmm. Very dramatic. Uh, singer James Brown is released from prison. Um, and finally, very popular musician nowadays is born that month. Ed Sheeran is born in February yeah. of 1991. We've, <laughs> we've talked about him. We have, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know anything about him still. You like but... him, Candace? 
No. <laughs> no, I didn't mean like a no, I don't like him. Uh-huh. I just don't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. He's got red hair. Yeah. Yes, he does have red hair. He looks similar to Ron from Harry Potter, but that's not Ron. Hmm. I don't think. He, oh, he's don't, no, it's not Ron. No, it's definitely not. Oh, boy. Uh, very good. Well, Fake news. <laughs> you heard it here first. Ed Sheeran played Ron and Harry Potter. <laughs> Speaking of music, music from February of 1991, uh, number one singles that month, uh, The First Time Around, um, sorry, The First Time by Surface. Nope. Uh, gonna Make You Sweat, parentheses, Everybody Dance Now oh, by CC uh, Music Factory. Yes. <laughs> Good thing they put the parentheses, because yes. otherwise I wouldn't have got yeah, that one. Yeah, as we, we talked about, 91, big year for parentheses. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that one has stood the test of time. Uh, also, that month, All the Men, All the Man That I Need by Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. No? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, those were the number one songs uh, that month, but uh, other artists released an, released an album in February of 91. Uh, Queen released an album that month. Uh, Boys to Men, uh, which I don't know how they didn't have a number one single if they released an <laughs> yeah. album, but um, Dinosaur Jr., Butthole mm. Surfers, Magnetic Fields, Joni Mitchell, uh, all release albums that month. So, uh, pretty good month for music, yeah. Uh, movies, number one movies in February of 1991 for one week, Home Alone. Um, which was coming off a long, like, two-month yeah. <laughs> reign. Uh, for one week, Sleeping with the Enemy, which I have not seen. Yeah. Uh, and for two weeks, Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Mm. Picks? Yeah. yeah, Silence of the Lambs, for sure. Home Alone, for sure. Uh. <laughs> it is tough. I mean, they're two, like, opposite things. I actually hadn't thought about this before right now. I'm going to go... Sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll round it up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Home Alone. Mm. It's the one I think I would throw on a little faster. I, I think Silence of the Lamb is... They probably... I don't know. They're both, they both have a lot of longevity, but... Uh, Home Alone's a lot easier to watch. Yeah. Um, though, just within like the last year, I started catching Silence of the Lamb on TV. Like multiple times and I started really getting into it like I never loved it that much but yeah. suddenly I'm like this is actually great <laughs> uh, what else uh, so other things that came out that month never ending story 2 um, love it King Ralph do you remember that uh, movie John Goodman yes <laughs> John Goodman uh, becomes the king of England uh, the, the whole royal family is wiped out in an accident and they have to find the next heir and he's John Goodman living in America like this guy down on his luck and he becomes king of England. How's that sound to you? I love the premise. <laughs> but I feel like maybe it's better if I just keep it in my mind and not see the movie. Yeah, it didn't do so maybe. well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so King Ralph came out. And then also um, a movie I really remember from my childhood um, mm-hmm. that people seem to hate, Nothing But Trouble. Yeah. With oh, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, yes. John Candy, Demi Moore. One of the weirdest movies, I feel like, ever. I mean, Very strange. I'm not even sure how to... I don't even want to describe it because it's so... Well, uh, well, the, it's a, like kind of a classic, like, take the wrong path, take the wrong road, and end up at a creepy house. Yeah, okay, type, type yeah, thing. I guess that is... I mean, um, 
Dan Aykroyd. I remember his character. Yeah. He plays this old, like, hundred-year-old judge. And I remember the makeup really scared yeah. me as a little kid. Yeah, that movie was as scary as, like, any horror movie to yeah. me at that age. Even like, though it was supposed to be funny. All the characters <laughs> yeah. were very frightening. The uh, idea, and uh, not to give it away, but I, I think it's been long enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, another 25-year spoiler. <laughs> at the end... Uh, Chevy Chase like sees Dan Eckert's character on TV and he has Chevy Chase's like uh, driver's license so he's like I'm gonna come live with my uh, with my son-in-law or whatever yeah and something about that just like frightened the hell out of me when yeah. I was a kid I was like man the last thing I want is that Dan Eckert character <laughs> living with me <laughs> it was very uh very nerve-wracking um Dan Aykroyd wrote and directed that movie oh yeah huh. I I remember reading that um Chevy Chase said he knew, even before starting it, that it would be an awful movie, but he felt, like, kind of obligated to help Dan, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I like it. I mean. I enjoyed it. Uh, again, I don't think it did very well, but I liked it. Uh, I remember it being on a lot. Uh, and then video games. Video games from February 1991. DMA Design releases Lemmings, a puzzle game that requires the player to lead a group of lemmings through a dangerous environment to an escape portal. <laughs> I'm familiar with it. It's pretty kind of fun. Yeah. For for a little while. (laughs) Don't remember that one. Uh, And as we established, Candace didn't play video games. (laughs) She lived in the middle of a field. (laughs) Lemmings sound fun, though. Yeah. Uh, And then video games. uh, Capcom releases Street Fighter 2 for arcades. Uh, becomes highly successful and is routinely listed as the grandfather of the fighting game genre. It is also credited with uh, revitalizing the arcade arcade game industry at the time and popularizing direct tournament level competition between players. We've, I think we've talked about it a little. They're mm-hmm. still releasing this same game now. <laughs> yeah. Like over and over. It's just crazy. Yeah. Gotta be like the most uh, financially bankable successful game ever yeah just like we need to make money <laughs> just we... <laughs> re-release street fighter 2 perfect uh so that is um that's february of 1991 good month good year <laughs> <laughs> uh but let's talk about 15 i can't it's located swede i cannot wait <laughs> but first last time on 15 last time on 15 hi yeah Jake said you had a meeting with your basketball coach. So how'd it go? Oh, look at this. What's wrong? Look at what he's wearing. I don't believe it. A pygmy version of you. Spreading gossip again. That's such a nasty habit, Kelly. Of course, the question still remains. Do you think Matt is interested in you? Don't worry about that. If I want Matt to take an interest, he'll take an interest. Brooke, the irresistible, huh? Look, I'm sick and tired of getting hassled. He's changing. And I'm starting to worry about him. I'm glad we heard that. I was thinking, this is like a good good news, bad news thing. The good news is that they... uh, well, the bad news is that I think 15 might be the most linear show mm-hmm. on yeah. Nickelodeon. Like, if you miss an episode, you've missed yes. plot points. Yes. But the good news is that the plot points move so glacially that 
<laughs> that it's pretty much one storyline over like five episodes. <laughs> this, I mean, I, I haven't watched last time's mm-hmm. episode, but my takeaway from last time was that Matt is just losing it. And that's like <laughs> yeah. it. I didn't. Him and Ashley are definitely having some relationship problems <laughs> in that, um, Billy, played by Ryan Reynolds, uh, is developing kind of a friendship with Dylan, the bad boy. Any other observations? Keep in mind that these recaps are the complete story. (laughs) The script is so superficial that by Joey telling you that Billy has started hanging out with him, that's it. There's nothing else. There's nothing below the surface. The last time on 15 is, is really all you need. Yeah, most of the dialogue is just exposition. Like, this is what we're currently doing. Yes. <laughs> this is how I'm feeling about what we're currently doing. To reiterate, yeah. this is yeah. how I was feeling <laughs> since the last time you went to commercial break. Oh, boy, 15. Okay. Well, we start off with Teresa yelling at Brooke. She needs Brooke to be home so that she can answer a phone call for her mom at... Four o'clock. Yes, four four o'clock. And Teresa and Brooke are sisters. Yeah. 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 Um, And this is so that Teresa can go to a birthday party so that she doesn't have to stay home and answer the phone. But she clearly knows that Brooke is going to have trouble with this. Yeah, a liability. (laughs) Because Teresa's the younger sister here, but she seems more responsible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And during this scene, Brooke goes to the stairs at one point and... (laughs) He yells at Kelly to stop sitting on the stairs, quote, like a loser. <laughs> Maybe we should just hear it, because it's pretty good. I'll be another ten minutes, Kel. Why don't you come on up instead of sitting on the stairs like a loser? Kelly can be such a major idiot. She's your best friend. I'm not talking friendship. I'm talking mental capacity. And she can be such a major idiot. Come on in, Kel. Sit down so we can talk. <laughs> Um, quite, a, quite, a, quite a relationship between these yeah, two. Yeah, very strange. They deserve each other. But I keep, I feel like I'm getting ahead. No, no, no. Uh, whatever you're... Uh, they're awful. Both um, of them. <laughs> what's weird about this, um, the way this particular scene plays, is that she calls her a loser out loud on the stairs and then continues to talk smack behind her back to her sister, Teresa. But then when Kelly walks into the room, she quickly acts like she wasn't. But you just yeah. called her a loser, so what's the point yes. in disguising the yeah. fact that you just now called her also an idiot? <laughs> also, Brooke, you're the world's biggest jerk, so your friends know. Like, don't pretend. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, her defining trait. Yeah. And that's why they're friends in the first place. I think so. To be mean. Yeah. Well, we, we uh, move on. Well, excuse me, I'm getting <laughs> yeah. ahead. Um, Brooke and Kelly hatch a... <laughs> A scheme yeah. that we don't really know what it's about exactly. We yeah. get some clues. Because for some reason the camera stays in the same place, but they start whispering. <laughs> and so we are kept in the dark. So at this moment, we don't know about the letters or anything? We know that did one they... of them had a, quote, plan uh-huh. to break up Ashley and Matt. Yeah, they did mention Ashley and Matt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I don't think we got the details quite yet. Or okay. any of the details. Okay, okay. Um, or do we ever get the details? <laughs> yeah, you'll, Some of them. you'll I mean, you, yeah, you'll, even when you do get the details, you don't really get what the plan is until it plays out. <laughs> so elsewhere, uh, Matt is apologizing to Ashley, and she is not happy with him hanging out with Brooke. 
She knows they yeah. dated in the past, mm-hmm. and it's making her uncomfortable. <laughs> and when you say elsewhere, you mean one of three locations, <laughs> yes. uh, which is uh, the lower hall of the school. Okay, I, I didn't even remember where this particular thing yeah. took place. Yeah. The, sh- the show appears to have three sets. One is Brooke's bedroom. Yes. Yeah. One is at the school. Yeah. And the third is the Avalon Cafe. Uh, yeah. Oh, in this episode has Dylan's garage. So, oh, so yeah. Far, yeah. So I'm far. sorry. Oh. Yeah. But that's it. Shame on me. <laughs> um, so right after this, we do find out that Brooke and Kelly's plan is to write, <laughs> to write Matt and Jake notes to each other. Um, to trick them, yes. we get the impression, but we don't get like the exactly what the plan yeah. is. Again. Yeah, but just because our listeners may have not seen this episode, I think let's just be as clear as possible so they're not as confused as we were. <laughs> the plan here is that two uh, okay. two, two yeah. letters are going to be written. Um, both are under the impression they're going to meet that night. They're going to hang out. It's Friday night. That's made very clear in this episode. It's Friday night. So clear. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you if you caught what day it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Friday. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, Matt and Jake think they're going to meet up that night just in two different locations. So Jake's going to go to the mall, right? And Matt's going to go to the Avalon Cafe. Uh, and this is so... Matt can be caught in a tight but spot. But for the record, I didn't know. I mean, I, I got what the point of the plan was going to be, but I had no idea how the plan was supposed to work until the very final scene. Yes. yes. Oh, agreed. Like, okay. Agreed. Now but, I get it. But there's I, no reason anybody should have to listen to this scratching their head. Yes. <laughs> Jake, I'll be at the mall at 7.30. Meet me there. Matt. Matt, I need to talk to you, and it's really important. Don't tell anyone about this note. Just meet me at the Avalon at 7.30, please. Your friend, Jake. See, it's perfect. Jake gets a note from Matt, and Matt gets a note from Jake. I even got my sister's boyfriend to write them out so they'd be in a guy's handwriting. So what's next? Easy. You make sure that note gets delivered to Matt, and I'll make sure this one gets delivered to Jake. And we'll do it after school so there's no chance they'll bump into each other. Oh, this is a this next scene takes place in a same location but a slightly different part of the school. Yeah. I'm not sure where they're supposed to be, like <laughs> five feet to the left. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ashley is complimenting Courtney on her poem. Yeah. And oh. her writing skills. Um, but during this conversation, just like instantly forgets that she's talking about uh, this poem. And gets distracted when she realizes that she forgot her gym clothes at home. My gym clothes. Your gym clothes? I left them at home. Uh, so what? I had gym second period. I left my gym stuff at home twice last month. Just letting him said that if it happened again, I'm dead. Well, just tell her you didn't mean to. <sighs> that won't help. You know what she's like when she's mad. Her eyes go all buggy and her face gets all purple. She's gonna kill me. Don't you think you're maybe overreacting? I mean, she's not I can't actually. Believe going... it. I can't believe this is happening. I mean. Yeah, a big problem. Because <laughs> Ashley, as we've talked about uh, when you discussed her, is I think is she your least favorite character? Uh, yeah. <laughs> was she your number one worst character? She's my like my Ferguson. Okay, okay. Uh, um, just that. I don't know. She's definitely a good girl. She whispers, as yeah. you've heard. Um, I don't hate her. I don't. I really <laughs> have a disdain for her. I mean, like Brooke. You know, yeah. I really dislike Brooke, but. All right. But she's she can be 
tiresome. <laughs> yeah, that's a good word. Also, let's be honest, if you forget your gym clothes, you just borrow them from someone who doesn't have well, a gym that period. And uh, actually, before we go a step further, this would be a good time to address that the timeline of this entire series doesn't make any sense. Like, the, you mean during the day? Yes. Yes. What time is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Why aren't they in class? Why are they going to the cafe every... Why, why are two kids in Brooke's bedroom while the other two are at school? Yeah. It just... Yeah, we mentioned this, it, I think, on the pilot, or we've mentioned that this show's impossible to follow. Yeah, <laughs> um, very difficult. I kept trying to figure out what time it was, right. and it was difficult, except that Teresa's constantly yelling about four o'clock, <laughs> yeah. and it started to make me wonder if the writer was, like, subconsciously nervous that, like, people were realizing that his timeline didn't make any <laughs> sense, and so he tried to... Show the illusion that these kids really cared about time. Because there's also more dialogue later in the episode where they spend like two minutes arguing about whether one kid was three minutes late to meet up at the lockers. Courtney, hey, I'm really sorry. About what? About being late. I said I'd be here at five after three. Well, it's only eight minutes after now. Mr. Tucker wouldn't let us out of math. The bell rang when he was in the middle of explaining negative integers, so we kept right on going. It was a total waste of time since Tucker can't explain anything to anyone anyway. But Jake, you're only three minutes late. I yeah, feel time. like he was like overcompensating. Like, no, no, it makes they have <laughs> clocks. <laughs> These kids know what time it is. Even though Brooke said she was at the mall that morning. And yeah. It, anyways, just, their life it just takes place between classes. <laughs> it, Which, it just seems yeah it does seem like for as much time as they spend talking about time the show actually makes no effort to have a <laughs> realistic time any real sense yeah well all right <laughs> well uh we meet up with brooke and matt here in the school cafeteria i guess um and they're giving olaf a really hard time the new kid yeah, as as as, as they we, say it, Olaf. Olaf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jokes on them, you yeah. idiots. Yeah, let's. Um, I we played we played what Olaf said at the start of the episode. Let's hear like kind of the gossip they were saying about him before they talked to him. Hang on, geek alert. What's that? Major geek three o'clock. All oh, right, that new guy from Finland or someone, the one with the goofy name, Olaf. That's it. <laughs> Who on earth would name a kid Olaf? Parents who know that their kid's a loser? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty strange. Brutal. <laughs> it was really hard to watch. It was so sad. Yeah, were the writers like, let's just make Brooke the most unlikable character in the history of television. <laughs> what else can we do? Yeah. She is kind of driving the show forward. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything would be fine if she wasn't a part of it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we meet the titular Swede. Uh, we, I marked at eight minutes in. <laughs> One of my favorite parts about this is um, them saying 114B. Yeah. <laughs> Classroom 114B. Yeah, yeah. Like, who's <laughs> saying the whole word like, like Again, that? the writer is like, boy, the specifics here are really good. <laughs> he was probably just, like, writing it because you're supposed to write the letters out, but didn't. Yeah put it together like you would never say it like that uh, well um it, it does you know as i mentioned it's strange here because olaf is supposed to be this weird foreign kid but he doesn't <laughs> appear to be foreign in any way 
<laughs> yes, that was strange when he had no accent. Yeah. It was just... Or he didn't look that strange. Aside In from fact, saying... In fact, his outfit was, I think, better than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess he could be from Sweden. I don't know what they look like in Sweden. But they say he's from Finland, though. Oh, Finland? But they call him a Swede. I think that maybe Matt was being like, I don't know, Finland or something. Okay. As like oh. another jet, like another offensive like, yeah. thing. I was like, I don't even care where Just he's dismissive from. dismissive of... Not here, not Hillside High. Okay. But, but can no, I just aside say, from... Can I just aside say... Aside from him saying English can, is my second language, okay. it's very difficult but, to tell. But I'll just I'll just say, I'm, I'm embarrassed, but I watched the next episode uh, and Olaf confirms he's from Finland. <laughs> And the whole name of the show is Swede. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is maybe... <laughs> maybe Swede is just used as a term for, like, I think it close is. countries. I think like, it's, like, a Northern European regionally. thing, but uh, I, I don't... <laughs> I okay, okay. Not, <laughs> it's a little complex for... I hope we're not using an offensive term. Well, we have so. no choice. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. um, but as, as Candace mentioned earlier, Cindy shows up to help Olaf. Yes, luckily. Unfortunately, yeah. Cindy's a love savior. <laughs> yeah. And really the only redeeming like character on the show. <laughs> yeah. Jake's not bad. So far. Uh, yeah, Jake's okay. Yeah. He's a uniter. And I guess Courtney's a... Well, okay. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. I have no issues with Teresa. <laughs> I, I, oh, I, yeah. I, Teresa's pretty nice. She And she has to deal with Brooke, so any... Oh. <laughs> problem she may have. I, lo- like... I, I love this idea more of us just gossiping about yeah. the 15 characters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, at the Avalon now, um, there seems to be a, kind of a, this is kind of a breaking moment in the episode, I felt like. like This is officially moving forward to the next part. Kelly is late meeting Brooke, mm. and Brooke really <laughs> just lays into her. Like, it's ridiculous. Well, it's nice of you to show up. Here I am. Thought we were meeting at 12.30. Oh, I guess I'm running a few minutes late, sorry. You're almost 20 minutes late. Sorry. <laughs> Again with the time. Yeah, she's very... 20 <laughs> minutes late. <laughs> Good lord. In the middle of the day, which means that she just has so much time between class yeah. that yeah. she can sit here and drink a soda for 20 minutes. Yeah. But I, I get the impression from this scene that no one really talks to Brooke outside yeah. of Kelly. Yeah. Um, because even though Brooke's at the Avalon, where everyone is talking about the latest gossip of Ashley um, and Matt. having to run. Well, Ashley oh, having to run laps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she forgot her chip. This, is, this is a really great scene. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Andrew, um, that, that is a very good... That's a good... Observation. Yes. Yeah. Um, this scene, so Ashley shows up, right? Yeah, yeah. She, and she explains. What, what? Can we just hear her explain? Yeah. I've never skipped a class in my life. I've always tried to do exactly what I'm supposed to do. And now, all of a sudden, I've got this brand new reputation. <laughs> all my life, I've been a boring little honor roll student, and now all of a sudden, I'm classified as a problem girl. I think it's wonderful. Uh, is this your girlfriend? <laughs> she can be a little weird sometimes. <laughs> so she basically like uh, hit like didn't go to gym class and skipped class instead of going and without her clothes. Yeah. and got caught. But she, I would like I would equate this to her having a mental breakdown. 
Oh yeah. It, this performance is so yes. strange and off-putting, but compelling at the same time. <laughs> I mean, they even like it's kind of like again, like they give you the exposition there, which is Jake is like, uh, is Ashley all right? Are you okay. <laughs> And this Matt is... has to be like, yeah, my girlfriend's kind of weird. <laughs> but she's not weird. She's she is like... the most normal character. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This was just like the, I felt like this was that moment where she, her mind like cracked. She couldn't take like <laughs> the just constant crap from everybody. Yeah. And, and she's... now she's the bad girl at school. Yeah. She thinks yes. she is. Yeah. 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 Well, I feel like that's what they were trying to write. But the performance <laughs> reads as like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's out of her mind. <laughs> A total collapse. <laughs> um, okay, so back at school, uh, Jake, in a, like, really, I don't know how to describe it, like a really manic, I guess, moment, um, convinces Courtney to skip working on their geography project to go and get a shake. Hmm. I assume at the Avalon. Yeah. Um, Where else? <laughs> and at the end of this scene, Courtney quickly blows off her brother Billy uh, in a yeah. kind of... In a rough, rough moment. Yeah, I mean, their parents are going through a split. Um, Billy, I think, is looking to be accepted, clearly. Uh, And this might be more like, this might push him in Dylan's direction a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's tough. I mean, I I can't totally blame Courtney, as she's also going through a difficult time. She just wants to Mm -hmm. have some time with her friend. (laughs) But anyway... um, Meanwhile, somewhere else in the school, uh, Cindy and Olaf are bonding over their outsider statuses. Yeah, yeah. In a, you know, in another Olaf scene, like, I guess we get some more Olaf. Yeah. Second of two. Yeah. yeah, I mean, these are definitely the two most normal people in the school. Yeah. They're, they're likable. Yeah. Of the yeah, they're like ten normal, kids in the school. <laughs> I definitely thought there was going to be one final Olaf scene. Right. Because of the name of the episode. Like... <laughs> um, then do we go back to the cafe? Because yes. there's a moment at the cafe between Ashley and Dylan. Yep, this isn't right now. Sh- should we hear Dylan's unforgettable line? Sure. Yes. <laughs> well, if you're going to turn into a juvenile delinquent who skips classes, you got to expect this sort of thing. No one makes you run laps when you skip class. Nah, they pretty much given up with me. See, I got this major attitude problem. Oh, the boyfriend's back. I better get lost. What are you doing here? Just passing through, man. Totally innocent. Trust me. See you some other time, sweetheart. <laughs> See you later, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and which helps. Uh, Matt walks in, sees them yes. talking, helps build the tension a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty. Uh... <laughs> Put off yeah. by the scene. He does not like Dylan next to his woman. <laughs> Which, Dylan, everyone treats him like he's such a jerk, but to this point, we haven't seen him do anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't been mean to anyone. Yeah. So, Aside from, like, wear a jean jacket. Yeah, but, yeah so far, between his, besides his wardrobe, his own self-reflection upon him, like, his bad behavior. Yeah. He's a, actually a very, like, amenable... Seems pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, in this scene, Matt, uh, tells Ashley that he can't make the movie tonight, unfortunately. Um, that they've really been planning. Geez. It's Friday night. <laughs> it's Friday night. <laughs> Ashley's been looking forward to this all week. Yeah. 
and but he can't go because Jake <laughs> left him a note. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense either. You're picking Jake left you a note. He needs to meet with you, and you're canceling your date. I yeah, I loved this explanation. Like they couldn't even come up with a yeah. story and a <laughs> note that no. would make it more believable. They just skipped over that. Like. Jake wrote, if he had to meet so immediately, why didn't he just come over or find you or what, you know, anyway, uh, back at Brooke's house, uh, Teresa is practically in tears. She is so upset for, at Brooke for forgetting to wait for the phone call as we all knew she was going to do. Four o'clock. Do you know what time it is? Probably about six. I was down at the mall doing some shopping and I bought this fantastic outfit. It cost a fortune, but it looks just great on me. Don't you even remember? Remember what? You promised you'd be home at four so I could go to Crystal's birthday party. Oh, that's right. I kept thinking there was something I'd forgotten. You promised. I know. And I'm sorry. Oh, well. But boy, <laughs> has come and gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's six o'clock now, as Teresa makes perfectly clear. It's six o'clock. But boy, Brooke really is a just... I mean, this storyline does confirm that Brooke is not only a bad person to her f- friends, but her a bad person to her sister. But there is no other purpose. Like, as of now, the storyline is a real dead end. Yeah, that's true. Unless you watch the next episode. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Right. Um, but Brooke really just like dismisses her yeah. up being upset. Like, just doesn't even pretend to really care. It's pretty. Ridiculous. Yeah, she's only she's only like aggravated by the end of it because her sister is not willing to forgive her. Yeah, yeah. Right. and she missed the birthday party, so that's pretty yeah, upsetting. It's, it's, I mean, come sucks. on, Give me a break, Brooke. And, I mean, let's think of the birthday girl. It's a mess. Brooke is a jerk. She really is. Um, so next, we see Kelly calling Ashley from the Avalon to tell her to come to the Avalon tonight, completing the next phase of the plan that we still don't quite fully understand. I uh, I find Kelly to be a very compelling actress. The way she enunciates words, yeah. Kind of, I don't think she like I don't think she's a great actress, but uh, the way she enunciates words is very odd. It's fascinating. I think part of it's the uh, braces, she and does. she's like really trying to make sure they don't affect. The... Yeah, it's like she's trying to make sure her lips don't. Yeah, like get caught on yeah. her braces. Yeah, she's also a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not a good person. Yeah, she's setting up Ashley here. Yeah. yeah. So over at Dylan's garage, <laughs> Billy stops by unannounced. Um, real fast before we talk about that. Yeah. Um. Dylan's playing a beautiful melody on his guitar. <laughs> it's a uh, it's an A to D, and I thought we'd just hear it here. I'm just gonna keep letting that loop here. Uh. Great, perfect. <laughs> Do you want to know how I know that they're in Dylan's garage? Another outside still shot showing the location (laughs) before we go inside, which is the only way that this show knows how to change segments. Yeah, but the sun is going down, so it is definitely nighttime. Oh, and I heard crickets. (laughs) By the time Billy walks in, you can see it's dark outside. Yeah, Yeah, time has passed. (laughs) (laughs) Supposedly. Um, At first, Dylan, like, gets a little irritated, but then he's, he's cool with it. He's like... 
He's cool with <laughs> Billy hanging out, and they rock out for a while, they for sure, a moment. They sure do. Hi. What are you doing here? Oh, I wasn't doing anything tonight, so I thought I'd drop by and say hi. What on earth gave you that idea? Oh, sorry. I didn't think you'd mind. No, I'm not exactly saying I'd mind. I'm just... Maybe I'll see you around. Hey, hang on. Well, don't start getting all hurt. I was just surprised to see you here. Since you're here, why don't you sit down or something? You mean that? No, of course I don't mean that. I'm just making things up. Come on, make yourself at home. This is a really neat place. Yeah, it's all right. Is this kind of like your own private hangout? I guess you could say that. It's nice and quiet here. Just me and the guitar. Must be great. You play an instrument? Nah, not really. Want to take a shot at the drums? Me? Who does it look like I'm talking to? Go on, take a shot at it. So back at the Avalon, Matt is waiting for Jake, and Ashley catches him talking to Brooke, and tell and ends up telling Matt never to speak to her again. Oh no, Ashley! I thought you canceled our date so you could see Jake. I did. Sure you did, and I actually believed you. No, listen, I can explain. Don't bother, Ashley. Don't even bother talking to me, ever. Ashley, wait. Yeah, so yeah, um, Ashley, or Kelly, who is it? <laughs> Kelly pretends to meet up with Ashley, and then Kelly does a great job of like drawing, fake drawing attention to Matt Yeah. and Brooke. You're, it's you just, mean, you're kidding, right? You're saying it's great, <laughs> yeah. like literally great. Or wait. It's a fa- it's a fascinating performance. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, I, mm. But it does the job. I mean, Ashley. Painfully. Or, yeah, Ashley definitely catches Matt and Brooke. Brooke like grabs Matt's hand yes, to make it right look the, more intimate. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it basically looks like she's proposing to him. Yeah. This is a moment though where I realize. Who and where is Jake, and what <laughs> did his note have anything to do with this plan? Jake is at the mall. Jake, oh, he got diverted wait, to the mall. But there's no point for him to be diverted. They yes, there is. just left him alone. No, because if Jake is at the Avalon, it doesn't leave Matt alone to meet uh-huh. Brooke. Because if Jake's there, he could just say, like, oh, I was hanging out with Jake, and uh, Brooke came up. But they would have had but to divert Jake... every man in that school. Correct. Okay. <laughs> it's a genius plot. <laughs> So Jake is at this mall we never see yes. hanging out by himself, I guess. But is he a real character? Jake, yeah, we meet him. Oh, yeah, Jake's the one yeah. that oh, had yeah. milkshakes. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I actually yeah, think I he's didn't... one of the better actors in the show. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but for the final shot, we get Kelly and Brooke in a, giving each other a satisfied nod from across the room. Silent but satisfied. <laughs> And, made my skin crawl. And should we hear what happens next time on 15? <laughs> For sure. Next time on 15. Listen. Jake, I don't think Matt and I have anything to talk about. Of course you've got something to talk about. Your relationship. What relationship? We've broken up. Look, I'm not sure it's such a great idea for you to be hanging around Dylan. He's my friend. He likes it when I come over. 
He's two years older than you are. So what's that got to do with it? He's pretty wild, isn't he? I mean, he's hardly the kind of guy who's a good influence. I happen to like Dylan a whole lot. You've got to believe me, Ashley, because I'm telling you the truth. And because, well, because I think I love you. You've never said that to me before. Don't worry. We'll put our heads together and come up with a really good way how to get back at Ashley. Take my word. It may take some time. There'll be revenge. Oh, yes. It may take some time, yeah. But there'll be revenge, Brooke. And you can take my word on that. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how you could not, that little right. final part there with Brooke and Kelly. I don't know how you're not just hitting play on the next episode immediately. <laughs> I, I had had enough for this week. <laughs> uh, should we do some bios and trivia? Yeah. All right. Hi, this is bios, trivia, ratings, and stray observations. A lot of interesting people in this episode. Uh, tough to pick. I... Man, I had my heart set on Matt, but I <laughs> knew Candace was interested, so yeah. um, so I, I, I took a look at Brooke, because I couldn't help myself. And <laughs> <laughs> Who really, could? I, I, actually, now that I'm saying this, I'm, we, I might have even talked about her on a re- previous episode, I don't remember. Um, I mean, we didn't have like a full-on yeah. 15, but yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, she's played by Robin Ross. Mm-hmm. And she's been in some kind of big-name things. Mega Man, the series. (laughs) The lowest of the (laughs) big-name things. Uh, Juno. Oh. And the Supergirl series that's, like, on now, I guess. Who is she in Juno, do you know? Uh, I do not. I think a waitress or something. Like, not a main character. Um, And 15 was her very first acting credit. Oh. Believe that. So this is incredible. <laughs> this is pretty incredible for yeah. first acting. Well, credit. yeah, wow. and I, I remember reading something with the creator saying that 2,000 kids auditioned. Wow. So uh, she made it. Brooke, yeah. <laughs> um, Jeez. I also took a look at Olaf. Good. Because I just wanted oh. to know what his deal was. Yeah. Um, he was played by Aubrey Nealon. Mm-hmm. And Sounds his, finish. <laughs> his only other acting credit was something called Neon Rider. Which I am no not idea. familiar with, yeah. um, but he uh, is a producer mm. on some like semi-big name stuff. Orphan Black being oh, yeah. the main one that I'm yeah, aware a, of. That's a pretty big one. So that's pretty interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Huh? Good for you. Good for him. Dislocated no more. <laughs> <laughs> Found. <laughs> well, let's hear about Matt. <laughs> I can't wait. I I did some research on Matt. Real name Todd Talbot. Mostly known for the Canadian version of the home decorating show Love It or List It. Yeah, so he's the, he's the he's the male. He's so the premise of the show is there's a real estate agent and an interior designer, and they look for new houses and redesign the family's current house, and mm-hmm. they decide to love the house they're in or list the house yeah. they're in. It's he, it's a TV show that I'm familiar with. Yeah. He's in the Canadian version. So he's mm. technically a real estate agent now. Uh-oh. This is happening now. This is like uh, modern it's, day. It is no longer airing, but like pretty close to modern day. Yeah. Joey, to your question. <laughs> is he um, a real estate agent? Because that's what the part is that true. he shows people houses. On the TV show, uh-huh. he would be the real estate agent that shows people houses. Right. <clears throat> 
So, um, there has been some scuttlebutt about the United States version of this show mm-hmm. that I came across. And I have come across in years past that the show is not totally legit. Huh. That it's way more scripted than they make it out to be. And also that the work that they're doing on the house is, is not really up to snuff. Hmm. Um, you but can read before about we it. before we slander Todd, does this have anything to do with him? Can you wait? Todd, wait. <laughs> Matt, because <laughs> he's on the Canadian one. <laughs> okay, Hold on. okay, Hold all right. On. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just hang with me for all a second. Right. So, I mean, this is like it's been recorded. It's on CNN. Okay, you can read about hmm. it. Maybe, and then so fake then news. part of. <laughs> <laughs> Fake news, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, part of the allegations are that the people on this show are actors and not real tradespeople. Mm. So I thought, hmm. <laughs> I know he's an actor. <laughs> Inter- it, yeah. Yes, he is an actor. So I went to his website, which is all about his public persona. But mm. there is a button on his website that talks about real estate listings. Mm. That button is currently broken. Uh, it, man. it was going to redirect to a new website that I could not access. Holy cow. <laughs> Candace has cracked this whole thing <laughs> wide open. Do you have a breaking news jingle? No, but I'll sound the air horn. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so anyways, I'm not really saying, but I'm just saying uh-huh. that yeah, he was on this TV show. I don't know if he's a real estate agent because the website's not working and not this. That's anyways. Very suspicious. I'll say. He's married. He's also married to an actress, mm-hmm. and I pulled that actress's credit that I thought you guys would like the most. She played young Scully in one episode of oh, The X Files. Oh, wow, nice. that's cool. It was the episode Christmas Carol. Oh, mm, yeah, she that's was, a really good one. She was young Scully. Scully. Yeah. She does other stuff. I just knew you guys would like that one. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, that's a good episode. Also, fun fact: he proposed to his wife on an airplane over the speaker. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. It seems yeah. like a Matt move. Sounds, yeah, this guy really fits That's Matt. really true. That's yeah. a very Matt thing to do. Yeah. On his way to his next uh. basketball game, dra- dragging her along. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I guess, we did we mention that Matt is like the jock, like the sports I guess star? we didn't mention that. Yeah. It seemed so obvious watching, <laughs> immediately apparent watching it. Yeah. I just didn't but each of it. these kids kind of has like their role. Like, this, oh, yeah their thing the stereotypes on this show are extreme glorious (laughs) and rigid very rigid um i took a look at uh, the production side of things so the director of this episode is the director of every episode of 15 (laughs) (laughs) his name is michael barry uh and he they were like keep it up you're doing a great job keep going yeah seems fine We love it. Uh, I couldn't find any other like big directing things that I knew him from, but he was listed as playing a medic in one of my favorite movies of all time, a, a movie called uh, Adaptation mm. um, by uh, by Charlie Kaufman. Um, I, there is a medic in the movie. I, I didn't go back and look. but That is pretty hilarious if that's the case. He <laughs> <laughs> went from directing 15 to yeah. appearing yeah. briefly For in 20 adaptation. seconds. <laughs> Yeah. And then nothing. Yeah. Wow. And the writer of this episode and the writer of every 15 is a guy named Ian Weir. By the way, finding production credits for 15 online is no small task. Mm. Uh, 
trying to hide it. No. Yeah, it really, it really <laughs> kind of seems like that. Both both Michael Berry and Ian Weir, if you go on the website, are listed as writing and directing one episode, but they're the only two people <laughs> listed. Um, and eventually, I think I found out that they are the two behind everything. So anyways, Ian Weir wrote uh, The Dislocated Swede. Um, he has written a number of things I've never heard of. Uh, Arctic Air, Flashpoint, Dragon Boys, Edgemont, Nothing Too Good for a Cowboy, Beast War, Transformers. I'm you know that familiar one? with that and it's okay. great. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> okay, well he wrote that. Uh, Cold Squad, Flash Forward, Northwood, and The Beachcombers. I don't know any of the other <laughs> So, uh, there it is. Hmm. I'm sure the dialogue is electric. <laughs> Beast Wars? That's what he's known for. <laughs> the trans- is that version of the Transformers just very dramatic? Like, <laughs> he's transforming! Damn it, Bumblebee, I said four o'clock! <laughs> uh, Alright, yeah. let's do some uh, trivia. Well, uh, as we've alluded to today and as you may know this show is extremely canadian but what you may not know is that the third and fourth seasons were taped at nick studios yeah orlando oh. florida mm-hmm. i can't wait to see if the production changes at all uh oh. once we get to a fourth or fifth season episode finding finding the seasons beyond one are i'm not sure you or can do it fourth. uh okay well I'll try. <laughs> Sounds right. like a challenge. Be right. of little faith. <laughs> um, this also, uh, you may also know this, but just to mention it, it was called Hillside in Canada. Yeah. Not 15. 15 oh. U.S. Hillside in Canada. Named after the fictional uh, high school, I guess. That yeah. yeah. Um, so just a couple notes. There's 65 episodes of 15 or Hillside. Wow. Um, I feel like that's not enough for four seasons. I feel like it's way uh, too many. The first, the first three seasons are thirteen episodes apiece, and mm. the last season is twenty-six episodes. Oh. <laughs> Was Ian weird? Like, I have a time. vision, and I need to get it out. <laughs> you just uh, pushed him to exhaustion. Yeah. That's why this was his last directing credit. Uh, um, no adults appear on the show. Huh? Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, Ashley, Matt, and Billy are the only characters to make it through the whole series uh, from first episode to last. Oh, man. Dylan, no, Brooke. Brooke, Kelly, Jake, they all they go away at some point. Go um, the hillside? <laughs> <laughs> they finally make it to class. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, uh, that's all I have for trivia. Very good. Well, let's talk uh, stray observations. Yes. <laughs> I got some good ones here. Um, Did you guys notice anything strange about the opening credits? This really made me laugh like immediately. Well, there's what is going on here? There's I guess aside from being no. You're gonna have to say it. (laughs) Um, The only except for the writer and director, they're all. Oh. Just like labeled with their character <laughs> name, like not their real name. Like what? Is... Yeah, I like to think this is where Pete and Pete got the idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is strange. Um, I know, not helpful if you're a kid actor. Like yeah, what the heck? I know. <laughs> um, 
I noticed that Ashley looks like she's about 12, while Brooke looks like she's like 40. Yeah. I'm not sure what's happening. Um, the synthesizer music throughout the series is just Ooh. phenomenal. It's really good. It is. I think it's by a guy, uh, Matt Ender or something. I know his last name's Ender. Uh. One of the transitions sounds exactly like the music SNL uses in that skit, Californians. Yes, it does. Which is also like a, it's like a soap opera spoof. And I think 15 is trying to be a soap opera. So I'm like, oh, wow, that's actually like the thing that's being spoofed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We already talked about this, but I'll just mention it again for good measure. It's Friday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did notice a lot of fashion trends, mm. um, such as that the majority of the characters in the majority of scenes are wearing some sort of turtleneck, male or female. Mm. So it was like a fun trip back. Yeah. Except the guys wore like shorter, like half like, turtle, like a mock neck turtleneck. Yeah. Okay, is that that's cool? Yeah. So that was like a fun thing, except for. Wait, what's Ryan Reynolds and her sister's name? Oh, Courtney. Courtney, who's just wearing, like, really, really puffy button-downs. A lot of cloth. And it's like every ep- every scene the shirt gets puffier. And I don't know, it's a little odd. <laughs> I, I, I did notice Brooke's, uh, like, red, weird shirt that she had. I don't know yeah. how to describe it, but it was very noticeable. Brooke's style reminds me of, like, what you'd see is like, a strong... 80s CEO female would wear like in a movie Mm -hmm. that type of thing I was kind of making correlations to Saved by the Bell Mm -hmm. where like Courtney is the Jesse Spano very similar outfit choices and then Brooke was like the Lisa Turtle of like the way edgier a little bit flashier Matt Zack yeah Yeah. or maybe Slater because he wears like the the high school jacket yeah because Slater was the jock um, yeah yeah. yeah. I don't know. I didn't really complete that. <laughs> the full. Olaf would be screech, I guess. <laughs> Except they don't talk to him. In spite of this being an episode supposedly about Olaf, I know nothing about him. So he didn't really enter my. Um, I'll say that Cindy was my favorite. Mm. Okay. Um, which one? Cindy. Olaf. She was the, she oh, was the yes, one that was nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and my favorite thing was. In the episode, or I'm sorry, in the scene where they're making fun of Olaf, and then Cindy enters, yeah. uh, she seems to know exactly what they were talking about, but she was fully off stage when they were talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when she comes in and says, "Are you looking for room 114B?" <laughs> she was literally not in the hallway or the vicinity when they mentioned that. Yeah. She just comes in knowing that information. <laughs> so just... you know, the writers really nailed it. And you can just feel what's going on around here. <laughs> Some of my stray observations. Um, the first, oh, I got a bunch here. Uh, the first shot of the opening credits is an exterior shot of the school. How many kids are walking in? <laughs> oh boy. I don't know. Five. Yeah, you're close. Eight. About the same as the actual population, it seems. <laughs> I, I, I've become obsessed with this notion of how many kids go to the school. How many extras are in the hall when the credits begin? This is the when most. The credits begin. You mean during the opening credits? Yeah. Or? Oh. When they cut to the inside of the school. Uh, zero? 
Oh, there's 15. Wow. Yeah. Whoa, I wonder if they... Whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's easily the most uh, extras you'll see in the first season. They, it, I think the, uh, the, the extras pick up as the seasons go, but um, very sparse. Um, in the opening credits, do you notice what the three kind of actions that introduce the characters are? There's like se- three sequences where all the characters are introduced. There's a phone, okay. which for some reason three characters pass to one another. <laughs> Teresa, to Kelly, to Brooke, they pass the phone. Talking to Hoot. <laughs> and also, up to this point, Teresa's only plot lines have been on about the phone call. So yeah. Maybe it's good. Then there's a basketball. They're tossing around a basketball. Okay. I don't remember that part. Yep. That's 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 Matt to Jake to, to Ashley. Ashley. Yeah. And then I don't remember. I know the last one. Yeah. It is Dylan's garage. Yeah. And there. there you go. Oh. Jamming. Yep. Dylan, Billy, and Courtney's in the garage, kind of giving them the like that song yeah, wasn't so okay. good. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Uh, which really will start making more sense if you watch episode four. <laughs> um, okay. How many background actors total in the entire episode can you see in the school? And I'm not count. I only count. I'm not counting them every time they show up in a scene. I'm talking like the people. The individuals. See. Yes. How many extras did they hire yes. for this episode? Yes. Four? Let's say two. Five. <laughs> but these extras are so they are the kids you'd see in the uh, background but they are also the kids you would see at the cafe um, one of the extras at the school is a waitress at the cafe <laughs> and one of the kid extras is that kid with like the rag over his shoulder who runs the so they are used all over the place and then all the other extras are just sitting at tables at the Avalon yeah, so they're very identifiable. I did notice that the waitresses or the staff at the cafe seemed super young. Yeah. Odd. <laughs> like child labor law young. <laughs> you think they get noticed? You said they're identifiable when they're um, out on the street. There's one girl I would definitely notice. <laughs> this one girl. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you from 15? Your, Background, season one, episode three. Your, your work is incredible. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. There are um, two, well, there's a bunch of posters in the hall, but there are two very large posters hung. One's hung to a pop machine and one's hung to the end of a locker bay. Did you notice what the posters were? I did not. One is the Earth, and I think it says, this is the only planet we have. That's the only one we've got. The only uh, one we've got. Good. Uh, do you well, know how I know that? I have that on a shirt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 15 merchandise <laughs> and then the other poster just said ancient forests because <laughs> you know in high school they just hang posters <laughs> on lockers um, let's see what? who was the star of the movie Matt and Ashley uh, the movie they're going to go see Friday night who was the star of that movie Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, oh. yes. Was a, the newest Mel Gibson movie. Instead of giving the name of the movie, she just said, the new one with Mel Gibson. <laughs> I don't know if that's Lethal Weapon or... I don't know. Um, She's like a safe bet in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Olaf is looking, as we said, for room 114B, but what's unique about that room? Mm. What type of room is it? A portable room? Good, yeah. Oh. Cindy says it's a portable classroom. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
That's Irrelevant kind of, detail. Kind of ahead of the time. For... Maybe, maybe it's why it's so confusing to find, you know. Yeah, it wasn't oh. Olaf's fault. Oh. They, <laughs> maybe they said, oh, the room's numbered. Why would this be hard to find? <laughs> Even a crazy foreigner like Olaf could find a room. Yeah. Um, let's see. Did you notice the two games that are in the Avalon Cafe? The one's an ar- one's a uh, arcade game and one's a pinball machine game. Yeah. Uh, Galactica is the arcade game, and the pinball game is Attila the Hun. Ah. So, uh, what store is next to the Avalon Cafe? I knew they show you... a bunch of exterior shots where it says cafe, but there's a there's it's... something next to it. I knew you guys it's would in ask the exterior this. shot. Yeah, or... it's oh. in the exterior shot. How how many times did they show that shot? A like, lot. <laughs> seven. <laughs> they go there, yeah, ten times an episode. It's a uh, Chinese restaurant. Uh, it says Chinese food. Um, did you notice uh, that Dylan had a margarita cooler in his garage? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's so edgy. It just doesn't seem very kosher for a kids show. Uh, to... <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, just an observation. Dylan, when uh, him and Billy are playing, Dylan says, quote, come on, let's do a little feeling. <laughs> and I'm not sure if he meant to say let's do it with a little feeling or if there's a song called a little feeling. <laughs> I'm just not sure what Dylan's saying. <laughs> um... And I, as I said at the start, I do think this might be the most linear show in Nickelodeon history. I um, think it's the only show that has a continuing, any kind of continuing story. Last time, next time. Yeah. I can't, I, there might be, I just can't think of. Yeah. I mean, like, there's elements of Pete and Pete that, like, carry yeah. over between the episodes, but yeah. not that you have to know anything. Same with, like, Alex Mack, but really still the stories are kind yeah. of... One as long half as you, hour. as long as you know she can turn into a puddle. <laughs> yeah. As long as you watch the opening credits, which tell you what's going on. <laughs> yeah, all right. I can't think of any others that do that. And also, then I thought to myself, maybe I should cut them a little slack because they consider themselves a soap opera, and mm. I don't really watch soap operas, yeah. so maybe I could let go of some of these details. If I don't know. Maybe they, if you watch a soap opera, like you make a pact up front that like <laughs> yeah. some of this isn't gonna make any sense. Some of these relationships are stupid, and we have so many storylines going on that we can't really show you much. And so the viewer is like agreeing to that pact by watching yeah. the show. <laughs> yeah. And so if I were to consider this, oh, you know, this is like kids watching soaps. Yeah. And maybe in that relationship, you give them. You Cut him a little slack. Mm. So I thought about it, but then I was like, no. <laughs> no, you will not cut them slack? <laughs> no. Um, it is kind of impressive, like, how they manage to tell these stories without doing anything. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. really nothing is happening, but they do <laughs> tell a story somehow. Which, I mean, exhibit A, they talk in this episode about Matt drinking beer every day. <laughs> And it's like it's not oh, even yeah, the yeah. plot line of the episode. Yeah, that's what him and Ashley like, arguing over yeah. at the start. But it's like, mm, this high school is an alcoholic. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. It's way more interesting that Teresa's got a phone yeah, call at yeah. four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so I presume they go back to Matt being. They would have, they have to. He's got to reach like a I'll pinnacle let, of I'll, drinking. I'll let you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> 
do have one YouTube comment. Oh, that means it's time for what would YouTube comments do? This was my favorite for this episode. There weren't a whole lot of them, <laughs> but Joe Wood a few years ago said, doesn't Matt have a basketball game Friday? <laughs> <laughs> like, perfect. That uh, is Threw a wrench good. in this whole story. Uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing I pulled comments from the same video. I uh, think so. <laughs> I, I <don't> <laughs> um, first, uh, did you notice the description of the YouTube video? No. The description for this video only says Rhino, Ryan Reynolds got his start on the show. <laughs> um, I like that they're being honest about what the show really is. Yeah, this is why you're watching this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sam Guthrie, 1977, said, Poor Olaf. Uh, there were several times Matt deserved to be punched in the face, and this was one of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really just unnecessarily cruel. Yes. Uh, Blob City said on YouTube, if you're ever dating a girl that behaves like Ashley at the Avalon with that weird giggle, break up with her. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's take a look at ratings. Uh, IMDb has no rating for this episode. Not enough people have rated it. (laughs) (laughs) That tells you what you need to know. (laughs) But the series as a whole has a 7.4 on IMDb. Uh, IMDb really seems to skew toward higher ratings. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Well, I think, like, particularly with a show like this where there's, like, so few people rating it, they might be like me where they're, like, they it's just, like, a guilty pleasure type Who thing. Who would be looking at this page if they don't like the show somewhat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, TV.com also has no rating out of 10. Not enough mm. people have wow. scored it. Um, oh, maybe we can change that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, get out there and... Oh my gosh, let's start a campaign. Yeah, get out there and rate the Dislocated Swede. <laughs> um, so what did you give Dislocated Swede out of five yeah. Kreb stars? Well, it was a unremarkable episode, <laughs> but I did it did keep my attention way more than I anticipated, hmm. so I gave it a two out of five Kreb okay. stars. Okay. Wow, very generous. More generous yeah, than I thought you'd be. I have a feeling there's going to be some lower ones. I want to leave room. I see. I'm worried. I'm worried this will be the last time we talk about it. Uh, uh, but, um, so, like, what was? What would you say was your favorite part of the episode? Oh, boy. Favorite part? I think that Brooke really kept me, like, <laughs> interested. Uh, right. She was just so over-the-top yeah, awful. Very like, conniving. I can't wait to see what she's going to do next. <laughs> Good. I'm happy you said that, because episode four, <laughs> is she really, like, what starts in this episode, she, like, ups her mean game. Oh, but... What? <laughs> How much more up can it? Does she kill somebody? <laughs> huh? Well, you saw the next time on. I saw 15. next time. Uh, her and Kelly are really at odds. Yeah, yeah. I saw. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Candace, what did you give it? I gave it one crab star. Wow. Wow, that's brutal. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> well, there's <laughs> only much one lower. <laughs> oh. Well, go ahead and explain. No, yeah. Well, now I feel a little. No, 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 <laughs> I don't no, want no, to no, change no. your mind. I... No. I don't think it I'm really clear. deserves more. I'm, I'm just surprised. I'm clearly like, a sucker. Just yeah. What did, what did you not or like or whatever? What did... Um, I gave them something because of what Andrew said. Of like, I was intrigued and I it did evoke a little more 
emotion in me than I yeah. expected. Mm-hmm. Um, it received no further Krebs stars because <laughs> the writing was bad and the sets were bad and the acting was bad and the stories had no motivation. The plot didn't make sense. Oh boy, etc. But now, I mean, I feel like really self conscious no. now. Like we've had, we've given one. Yeah, I think I give a one okay. to. This cat actually dog. is not my lowest. I yeah, I okay. forget. Um, it must have been cat dog, I guess. So I far, I yeah. think I gave it a one and a half. Turkey day. Yeah. I actually was slightly I harder to watch than this. I think. Yeah. <laughs> is this the? Is one the lowest Krebs star rating? That's uh, Kevin gave, I think, zero. Someone, I think okay. Kevin gave uh, really... Catdog a point five. Oh, yeah. gosh. Nothing okay. has received a complete zero. lack of Krebs stars on the board. <laughs> okay. okay that, yeah. I won't be so embarrassed. Yeah. I guess we'll just have to wait till we get to Wienerville. <laughs> <laughs> Wienerville has only one place to go now. <laughs> <laughs> well... As you know, I'm a sucker for 15. Um, I just, I don't know why, but I derive so much joy from watching it. Like, I never get bored. I, I think the characters are fascinating. Uh, I love, and I mean, oh I love goodness. the Billy <laughs> the Billy Dylan storyline. What? Of them starting the band. It, to me, it's... <laughs> you mean, like, this is from this episode? This, or, well, it expands. They're gonna have a yes, band. but I mean the amount of that that happened in this one. <laughs> but that whole scene, uh, that whole scene, like the dialogue. So I don't. There's something about <laughs> strange. The dialogue is ridiculous. awful. It's strange. It's not awful. It's strange, which to me is fascinating. Uh, and then like having people deliver strange dialogue in a way that's supposed to be so melodramatic is even more fascinating. And so I love watching 15. I I could not justify giving it, um, I consider anything above a four, rare, rarefied mm. air. So I gave it a 3.9. Uh, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Uh, Come on. I love it. You're telling, this episode especially? Uh, listen, I've watched four episodes of 14 in the last three months. You don't even know what it's called. Called it 14. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> I meant I watched four I, episodes of 15 in the last three months, um, and I've loved every one. Like I want to, I want to keep following it. I watched, and this, I, but like, are you thinking this is toward the better episodes so far that you've seen? And if mm, not, then I mean, these other episodes are really going to be getting up there in like high rating. This episode is definitely better than the second episode, um, and I think it's on par with the fourth. Uh, the fourth has a couple scenes that are really funny. I mean, um, you anticipate your scores for 15 getting higher sometimes. <laughs> One, I really don't know how many more episodes of 15 we're going to talk about, but um, I just think that they'll float in this area no matter what because I'm so enamored oh with okay. it. Okay, that's... It's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> it's, it's, I think the this same thing... This is a literal guilty pleasure. I mean... I mean, 15 is a soap opera for Nickelodeon... And I think in the same way that people get, like, hooked to bad... The, the acting on soap operas are bad and melodramatic, and it's got those weird yeah. music cues. There's something to me that's hypnotizing and, uh, like, transfixes me to watching it. And I can't explain why that is. Why? I'm sure it's the chemicals in my brain. <laughs> but, uh... Pretty soon you're gonna be watching just soap operas. <laughs> <laughs> Here I come, days watching. of my life. Yeah. Days, days of, of our life. lives. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyways, so um, I know the listeners can't see it, but I'm getting uh, the look of disapproval. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure what to say. Okay, so this might be our largest disparity, a one Has and a three be. point. Has to be. <laughs> and I'm sure it'll continue to be this way if we do talk about 15 again. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it's time for our semi-new segment, uh, which we like to call "Are You Afraid to Name the Episode?" Yes. Tough one. <laughs> tough, tough episode here. So, what is your alternative title for the dislocated Swede? A title that really doesn't need any changing. But yeah. <laughs> This was tough for me. I uh, had a hard time picking the storyline that I felt like warranted the, the title space. Mm-hmm. But I finally went with Ashley Breaks Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that might be the funniest of the episode. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> yeah, her, her mental breakdown at the <laughs> cafe is... <laughs> I mean, that's not even worth, like, half a crepe star to you? <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> All right. Uh, what did you have, Candace? Um, that's really good, Andrew. I toyed with the idea of naming it What's Wrong, Ashley? <laughs> because that's how, like, 30% of the scenes in this episode begin. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Having a Cow. Ooh, which was one of my I, favorite lines in the episode. A, yeah, that would be like a l- real line from the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel that it's what they were all doing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's very 90s to it's me. Very so I was 90s. To, you know, live in that time Especially period. right then. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Simpsons huge. Yeah. To be like a oh. perfect. Having a cow. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. Uh, I went with uh, Kids in the Hall. Wow. Okay. Okay. In parentheses, or lack of. (laughs) It really could be the name of every episode. (laughs) Kids in the Hall Part 1, Kids in the Hall Part 2. I like that it invoked a show that I actually really love. uh, I would say, based on your crew stars, you really love this show. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a combination of both worlds, and um, it made me chuckle. Yeah. (laughs) Very good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was... it was everything I thought it would be talking about 15. I really hope we can do it again. Uh, maybe you guys can help us determine whether you want to hear us talk about 15 again. Um, but I had fun. I've been having a lot of fun with the bad episodes. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, you know, they're just different. <laughs> so then you're saying we are definitely doing more of 15? I think I want to after this. Yeah. Even though yeah. I'm not rating it high. I'm yeah, just... yeah. No, no. Bad Are You Afraid of the Darks are really fun. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's something kind of yeah fun about it. Um, so what are we doing next time? Next week boy oh Uh-oh. well not even next week yes next time we're gonna be talking about uh we're gonna have a little in memoriam for kids or us mm. we're gonna talk and toys the nickelodeon toy run the yeah. end of days for toys potentially that's right super toy run so we'll talk a little bit about all things toys or us and toy run um, so this is a bonus episode this week, uh, dropping hot, middle, <laughs> dropping middle of the week. So uh, you're gonna you're gonna have some double boc this week. Hope you guys have fun with that. Um, 
In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, you can contact us on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We love hearing from you guys. We're on Instagram uh, at Orange Couch Podcast. We also like uh, interacting with you guys there. Uh, best way to get a hold of us is on Gmail, uh, Orange Couch Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can listen to us on Podbean, and you can listen to us on iTunes. And shout out to our newest iTunes reviewer. Mark. Mark. Yeah, nice. Mark from South Carolina. So thank you for uh, your very friendly review. Um, he said uh, it, it's four stars. He said he, he, he would have got he would have given us five, but he was very disappointed in all of us for picking Legends of the Hidden Temple number one. <laughs> uh, and says he does not understand how Family Double Dare uh, didn't make it number one. I like that that got a star. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what I can get behind. Like if you're gonna knock a couple stars off, just tell me why. <laughs> um, Candace, the people love having you here. We love having you here. Joy. Thank you, guys. Please don't judge me by my harsh rating. I don't know. But don't I'm you... right there with you. I I, I, I just was like being easy on it. I feel I like maybe like, I'm I... like a little black cloud. Oh no, I think you're overthinking this way too yeah. much. Okay. This is great. Because <laughs> certainly listeners who watched the episode, which we posted, uh, if you didn't get to see it, we posted it. Check it out. Um, I guarantee there's people who are like at the zero end of it, <laughs> and maybe one other weirdo like me, <laughs> uh, who you know is upper three, four range. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, oh, and go and go rate it on IMDb. Oh yes, oh, yes. let's let's Don't get 15 that. on the map. Come on, guys, let's get it out there. <laughs> well, it was Friday. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Radio